Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome to another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. This is Bob Getty. Glad you're with us. We're broadcasting today from the Southern Bank Corps studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Bob, Kelly, and Luke. Lauren also at the uh, studio uh, in uh, Laurel. So a great pleasure having a conversation with her before we went on the air. And For those of you that don't know, that would be Luke's better half. No, it would be Lukey Boy's better half. I didn't say that, Luke. <laughs> I didn't say that, Luke. So don't get mad at me. I didn't bring it up, Luke. Of but, all the things Kelly Sanders has been called in his life, he just is jealous that he has never been called Lukey Boy. Actually, though, but your dad, we found out, your dad has called you Lukey Boy for years, Luke. Yeah. And, and it all began, we have friends in England, and they kind of started it, and dad just kind of took it over from there. Well, I think the underlying story about that conversation, too, was he, he managed to ask Lauren for something before it was over. <laughs> You know, he's, he's trying to get free prescriptions, free shirts. He's he's on a roll right here. Free free fantasy football advice I'm from our you. esteemed guest, Frank Gore Sr., last week. I'm telling you. God helps them who help themselves. That's, oh, that's oh, what I've that always heard. All right, well, speaking of helping people, uh, we'll have a Heath Hinton on the show a little later. I want to read some stats to you guys, uh, and I'll start out with you, Luke. Let me go through the stats, and then you tell me what this means for the Golden Eagles. And I got this. Uh, this morning uh, from uh, Jack Duggan. These are just facts about Florida State football. The Seminoles extended their winning streak to seven games Sunday night. They had the longest active winning streak in the ACC and the fifth longest active streak in the country. Florida State has scored at least 35 points in seven straight games. That is the longest active streak in the nation. And the program's program's longest 35-point stretch since 2013. Florida State's roster has 88 different players who have combined for 1,650 collegiate appearances and 41 players who have started at least one game, combining for 659 starts. The Seminoles' offensive line is by far the most experienced in the country. They have the nation's best 310 games played and 219 combined starts. Formidable task, uh, Luke, for the Golden Eagles uh, Saturday night. But we have Will Hall. That's right, we do. We do have. Will no, Hall. it's he. And it, he said yesterday. I think I brought this up, but he said it. He said it multiple times yesterday. He thinks this is the best football team that he has ever coached against. That's what he said. And you know, usually, you know, he tells you exactly what he thinks. And right. here's the thing: mm. this team looks like the Florida State. Looks like a mid-90s Bowden team. 
Uh, Jordan Travis is on is the, on the Heisman list now. I mean, after what he what he's done, they are elite at the wide receiver position. They are deep at running back. They are huge on the offensive line. They are massive and big and fast. It's the first time you know since probably 2013 that you looked out there and you said, "That's the Seminoles right there." But it's what Will told us Monday, and I think it's it's good. It's a good game for us really to see how we've progressed. You you lost 63 to seven at Alabama. You were never in that game. There was a drive where you know you moved it down the field and scored. There have been you know a few other times you missed some third down, but but the the point is you were you were never even remotely in that game at any point after the opening kickoff. This is an opportunity to see you know how you progressed uh, against a team that's going to compete um, you know for possibly a national championship. Because guys, Clemson get beat, they they're not going to lose, and they're going to wax Florida in at the end of the season. So this is a, a national championship title contender from the very outset of the season, a top-five opponent. You go to their place. It's their only home game this month, and I do think it's an opportunity for the Golden Eagles to go down and get some positive things against one of the elite teams in the country. I agree. 2017, the last time they met, Independence Bowl. Luke and I will never forget that. We were there. It was like 47 below zero. I think it was the coldest I had ever seen it in my life. Uh, but this is a different Southern Miss team. And, Kelly, I, I think I'm not predicting the Golden Eagles go over there and win, but I think the Golden Eagles will go over there and make an accounting for themselves and be competitive. And I think that's exactly the point that Luke was, was making. You want to see where you are at this point. But I, I, I want to ask the question, if Florida is only the fifth best team in the country after what I saw Florida last Sunday. Florida, Florida, Florida State. What did I say? Florida. Florida State. If Florida State's only the fifth best team in the country. I mean, how good are those four that people say are better than they are? Yeah. Uh, because that Florida State team I saw dismantle LSU in the second half. It's pretty doggone good. Um, the thing that I want to, you know, I, I just hope, that regardless of the outcome, I just don't, you really hope the Eagles come out of it unscathed injury-wise, right? You play, it, you play it smart there. And I think as far as the Eagles being competitive, we do have Will Hall, but with that experience on Florida State's offensive line, the guys that are going to dictate this game, I think, as far as how well Southern Miss does, is the defensive front of Southern Miss. So you've got the, the, two, power, the two power units of each team going up against each other. The defensive line of Southern Miss, offensive line against Florida State. So the Eagle defensive guys are going to have to be the ones that keep this thing you know, competitive. And that's and, been and, the strong part of the team is the defensive line. Yeah. And, and they're deep there, too. I, I should mention AP poll wasn't released until after we were off yesterday. AP poll has Florida State at four. They're five in the coaches' poll. But they jumped three spots in the coaches' poll, and they jumped four spots in the AP poll. They were eighth last week. So, regardless, this is a top-five team. But, Bob, to your point, Southern Miss is, is deep on the defensive line. And I think it's – I think again a microcosm of what we're talking about. How far have you progressed? It's gonna you're gonna be able to to see can this defensive front do anything against an elite uh, college football offensive line? I, th- I think they can. Um, just there are elite player positions, and where we feel good about some of ours, as Jeff Coolhane said yesterday, our receivers. I mean, this is a Florida State secondary that that held elite skill players to nothing last week. Yeah. Gonna be interesting. Will Hall sixty seven and thirty five in his nine years as a as a head coach. So he knows how to win. And uh 
I think you'll have the guys ready, and and I think it'll be fun to watch them play. You got to. Who's your famous wrestler you like? So that says you got to beat the best to be the best. Ric Flair, baby. You got to beat the to be the man. You got to beat the man. Right. And And, and I do think there is some. I do think there is some things going on too, where you know Will Hall may have a trick up his sleeve just because he knows Mike Norvell, and I mean it's the same way. But I mean that's for for you to you're going to have to do a few things special for it to be mid third quarter late third quarter for it to be a, a very very like interesting game and that's just that's a fact that's 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 not a sh- that's that's an objective statement because uh unless unless you know we're talking about a southern miss team where we look up you know 10 weeks from now we're like you know 10 and 1 if this is a 7 or 8 win sunbelt team that we're talking about guys you've got to do something unconventional and play a perfect game for it to be really close into third. And again, I want to I want to remake a point I made the other day. The fact that Florida State played so well against a highly heralded LSU team leads you to believe that Florida State fans are going to expect that every game. And it is not realistic to think that the Seminoles can play like that every single game. They are human beings after all, and they are bound for a letdown. So I, I'm glad Florida State played the way they did against LSU. They're bound to have a letdown a little bit this week, which is good timing for Southern Miss. All right, opening segment of our show, of course, is sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. We're proud to have them uh, on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. It's a great place to cater. Got Tulane coming up. Be a great place to cater uh, a tailgate, if that's uh, what you choose to do. Uh, we would highly suggest that uh, you call Dickey's Barbecue about that. And uh, we think that uh, we think you'll be happy. Still to come on the show today, we're going to talk to Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. We're all going to also hear from uh, Davis Dalton from Madison Ridgeland Academy, who, Kelly, you talked to yesterday at practice and had quite a start for the young man. And this guy was expected to be nowhere. I mean, was, in, was injured in the spring. Um, you know, young kid, uh, just a redshirt freshman, I believe, uh, out of MRA, was a name that you, you know you hear with all these stud receivers that we've heard about, and they've deserved those headlines. Never heard about uh, Davis Dalton. In fact, he said when he arrived on campus, everybody thought that Dalton was his first name, that it was <laughs> Dalton Davis. Uh, but uh, anyway, it's good, good to get to chat with him. He had a couple receptions last weekend, and he's fitting in comfortably now in the Southern Miss offense. We should we should make mention he he had an excellent true freshman camp. Everybody knew he was going to be redshirted. But a uh, new depth chart comes out today. We'll talk to, to Heath about this a little later. He is number two behind Caston at, at the X receiver spot. Good for so him. there you go. 6'3, 210 redshirt freshman. Good for him. We'll be hearing from him uh, in just a moment. Quickly remind you about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And a new sponsor on the Eagle Hour, huh, Bob? Yes, Lenny's Sub Shop, man. We're so happy to have them. That's one of my very favorite places to eat. You think Fresh, I, delicious food. You think I can get a free sandwich there? Please don't ask. <laughs> hey, Lauren, Lauren Johnson is uh, approves Lenny's as well, and she gave me a look. Please don't ask Kelly, or please tell Kelly not to ask for anything else free, especially if it's from Lenny's. <laughs> Doesn't hurt to ask. You're she, not shy. I'll she, say that She's for not you. the first woman to say no. I'll tell you. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> And unlikely to be the last. (laughs) For sure. We'll be back. (laughs) 
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back. This segment of the show is sponsored every day by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. And I understand they were wall-to-wall in their past this past weekend. And Miss Kathleen's got the store stock. I was in there last week uh, along with my wife and uh, spent quite a while there visiting with Miss Kathleen. She was busy that day. But, man, you can hardly move for the merchandise. It's a place to go if you need some uh, Southern Miss apparel. And the location, I mean, if you're on campus. It's pretty easy, right? Right across the street. And, of course, you can always shop them on, uh, online at campusbookmart.net. That's that Internet thing, Kelly. And I guess I was wrong on that, Bob. I thought it was a fad, but it looks like it's mm-hmm. going to be around a while. And that's what Twitter is X. Isn't that what it is? I guess. Is that right? Okay. For all of our listeners under 40 years old, yes, these other guys are aware of certain other things in our culture and society, even though sometimes it appears they aren't. So, Luke, they t- just want, I just wanted to let you know that, that they are more well-connected than sometimes they appear to be mm-hmm. with all of their 1948 musical references. But I'm now, taking up for you guys. But, but, to, but, I appreciate it, but do we still call it Twitter or do we call it X? What do we call it now? I call it Twitter. Okay. Well, that's not what the owner calls it. He calls it X. Does he? Okay. Yeah, he changed see, it. See how up-to-date Bob is? Tell there him, we man. go. I know Good job, stuff. Bob. Good job. Heath Hinton knows about all this kind of stuff. He is the multi multi millionaire proprietor of uh, <laughs> of uh, <laughs> Big Gold Nation. Uh, how, how's how's things out by the pool this afternoon? And uh, all the oh. domestic help happy and uh, showing up for work. Oh yeah, everything's great. You know, the doggy pool is uh, good to go. The little plastic thing here that I got at the dollar store. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, living life to the fullest. Actually, you know, since I moved and built my new house, mm-hmm. and I didn't have need for Ernesto anymore, Heath hired yeah. Ernesto. Yeah. Uh, before we get yeah. started, though, Heath Kelly did want to know if you had a free shirt, pair of shorts, or something <laughs> like that lying around the house. <laughs> Maybe one or two. Big gold nation. <laughs> Be glad to promote maybe, them, Heath. Maybe one or two, Kelly. I, I think I got like uh, you know one of those tight fitting shirts. I'll send you. You'll, no, you'll need two. No, you'll need just no. go ahead and give him two. Yeah, you wear. If I wear those tight fitting things, I look like a busted can of biscuits. You know, <laughs> out, out the bottom. I can't. I, I, I can't. Uh, uh, I can't, can't walk you around. Tyler Murray. Get you one of those Kyler Murray practice T-shirts. If you hadn't seen those, you ought to yeah, look at it. Yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> All right, Heath, what, what are people talking about after uh, after the opening win? What, what's the buzz on your website? I think people are excited that uh, quarterback play. Uh, and it's not, a, you know, it was nice to see solid quarterback play in a game for Southern Miss. I think people have really forgotten kind of what that looks like to start the season off. We've seen it later in the season, of course, but early in the season it was it was nice to see some really competent quarterback play, and people were excited about the wide receivers. The defense looked good. And, you know, the offense took what uh, Alcorn gave them. They loaded the box with six, seven guys every play, and they weren't going to let them run the football. And because of Wiles' ability to throw the football, Southern Miss did a lot of good things on offense. All in all, people were really happy. It was a win, and uh, looking forward to Florida State. Let's take a look at this depth chart now, Heath. Any major changes from uh, from week one to week two? Anything that jumps out at you? Uh, they got Avery White listed as tight end because Cavallo's out, but nothing really. No, nothing 
uh, jumps out to me on the, on the depth chart. Still pretty much the same. Uh, I will say, though, Coach Hall has been saying in practice how much these young kids, uh, the, the freshmen, sophomores, really been pushing these offensive linemen uh, on competition Tuesday and different things. So it's really good to see the competition there to push these guys to get better. But uh, no real changes, no. Nothing that you have noticed. You mentioned Cavallo. Do we know at this point, and of course for privacy reasons, lots of times it's never discussed because of HIPAA and also exactly what these injuries are. But do we know at this point even a framework for how long he may be out, if not the whole season? Uh, no. Uh, Coach Hall said today in the press that it was day-to-day, but, uh, you know, it was a calf strain, he's in a boot, uh, crutches. I figured that probably not until conference play starts. There's no reason to rush him back um, until conference play starts. So at the earliest, I would say, you know, Texas State, maybe something like that. But I wouldn't expect him this week or next week. Uh, it's a muscle strain. Personally, I wouldn't want to uh, – he's the best tight end you got. I wouldn't want to risk that injury just to play him early. You need him for conference play. But, Luke, that's the beauty of having a team that's deep as well and different positions is that even though he is good, you got guys that are ready to step up right behind him that you know aren't, aren't a lot that far behind him talent-wise. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge game this week and next week, but um, you can you know not win those and still meet certain goals, primarily win the Sun Belt. So, uh, Heath, biggest um, – because I asked somebody else this – you you may have hit on it already. Biggest takeaway, biggest positive, the quarterback play. What's the biggest red flag for you after watching against Alcorn? Uh, biggest red flag for me was, I guess, I don't want to say the offensive line because I do think they played well at times. I just think that maybe their inability to run the football, but a lot of that was due to um, what Alcorn was doing on defense. Look, you got five offensive linemen. Cole Cavallo goes out before the game. They're bringing six or seven. You can only block five. It's, it, so they're going to stop the run. And they did get to the quarterback with four times. So maybe that a little bit. But there was some good things, uh, being able to uh, do a good job in pass protection and keeping Billy pretty much uh, in a clean pocket and able to deliver the ball. So I would say that, maybe just the offensive line play a little bit. And maybe uh what real – excited about the backup defense allowing a, a touchdown down the field but at that point you're really vanilla on defense and trying to run the clock out and you know and I'm being nitpicky there I'm being nitpicky on both those things so really I didn't see too much I didn't like but if you're being nitpicky maybe those two things yeah I mean I I, I, I would just have to ask that question just to try to to, for us to be able just to say, okay, where might this might be more visible? Obviously, things will be more visible this week against against Florida State. All right, against the Seminoles, what what are you looking for? I kind of said last, you know, uh, last segment, you got to play a perfect game, have some things go your way for it to be, you know, a, a game down the stretch. What realistically, what are you looking out of the Golden Eagles? Um, what are you? What positives are you looking to take away Saturday? Uh, like to see them play physical, tough, Southern Miss football. Uh, no turnovers. Uh, limit your mental mistakes. Uh, keep Florida State in front of you and compete. 
and let the chips fall where they may. Look, it was it 25 years ago to uh, this year that Southern Miss went down to Florida and defeated Florida State in the Gator Bowl. And I believe they were a top 10 ranked team at the time. So, I mean, it can be done. Is this program where it was back then? Probably not, but it's getting there. So, you know, you just want a clean game, keep everybody healthy because you don't want to go in one of these games and get a bunch of people hurt. And then that messes up your entire season with, you know, your conference play coming, your big rival next week. You just want to get out there healthy and be competitive and do all you can to win the game. But if that doesn't happen, just have a competitive game, be healthy, play good, hard-nosed Southern Miss football, come back and get ready for Tulane. Do you think it's, as Will said, it, this is the I mean, comment on, I agree with what Will said, it's an opportunity to see not only you know how players have progressed, but how your programs progress under, in, in year three with Hall? Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to see the talent level at Southern Miss. Have they been evaluating the talent level in the right way? How far is there a deficit with Florida State and Southern Miss? How far is that deficit in talent? Is Coach Hall and them developing the talent the way that we believe they are? I think this is a measuring stick game. I think that's one of those things you have to look at. Look, when they played Alabama uh, Hall's first season here, you know, that was, a, that was a team that only had, what, 50-something scholarships, and it was tough. This team, full range of scholarships. Uh, they've been able to recruit a couple of years, build up talent, so I really think this is a, kind of one of those measuring stick games to see where you are when it comes to getting back in the top 25, being ranked, and being one of those teams every year that people consider as one of the tops in the group of five in college football. No question. Well, we appreciate your input, Heath. How do people uh, hook up with Big Gold Nation? Yeah, man, just go to southernmiss.rivals.com and, uh, you know, hit subscribe. You can do it for a year, for a month. For a year, it's a couple dollars less every month if you pay up front first. A lot of fun, having a lot of fun conversations. And uh, we go from everything to uniforms to the color of the numbers. I will say it seems like people couldn't read the numbers on the yellow jerseys, and they might want to outline those in black. That's what That's a common thing people are saying. But uh, a lot of fun, guys, a lot of fun. I'm for the black jerseys myself, but that's just me. Heath Hinton, everybody. Big Gold Nation. He'll be back with us next week. Thanks, Heath. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. Uh, joins us on a regular basis. We always appreciate uh, his input. Great site to be a part of if you like keeping up with uh, Southern Miss athletics. Uh, Heath does a great job in that regard. 
Fourth Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of our program. It is a great place for you to enjoy lunch. It's a hearty man's lunch, what I like to call it. Working guys in there eating lunch, the best guys in the world to share a lunch with. And uh, pork chops on Thursdays. Yep, right? that's Pet it. Fish on Fridays. That's so it. Lots of good reasons to uh, be at Fourth Street Bar and Grill over the next uh, couple of days. And, uh, of course, get down there Saturday night and watch the ball game. You can be sure that the, the Florida State game will be on the TV and uh, – and uh, everybody will be having a very good time. Yeah, Bob, and you know, if you're one of these people that likes to eat tofu and like this, the grass stuff that's sprinkled. Don't go to Four Street. Bar keep driving. <laughs> Just yeah, keep no, don't go to, you like meat and potatoes. Cold beer and yes, potatoes. Go to uh, Four Street Bar. Slightly a little, you know, a little portly. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the place. So Kelly was at practice yesterday, and if you were tuned into the show yesterday, you heard a couple interviews. One we didn't get to. We wanted to bring you now is a kid named. Davis Dalton, he's from Madison Ridgeland Academy. He's a wide receiver. Kelly said something very interesting that he's now number two on the depth chart, but when he got to camp, people had his name backwards. They thought it was Dalton Davis. So uh, <laughs> he's made a lot of progress, and here's what he had to say to Kelly. Good for you. Davis injured name was really never mentioned a whole lot, you know, in the, in the last in, in the fall and come out here and have the game that you that you had. Just give me your thoughts. Yeah, I got back, I guess it was last Tuesday, the week of the game and just getting off a hamstring injury. I heard it last OCA this summer, but it was good to get back and have a few catches first game. Like I actually kind of re-injured a little bit Saturday and couldn't practice today, but I think I should be back again by this weekend. Okay, on were those designed plays? To you, or were they checkdowns? Or what? Uh, I don't know. It kind of just depends on what the defense does. He could go to pretty much anybody, just quarterback's decision. Okay, but then when he decides to come to you, you've got to catch it, dude. Exactly. I do. I do. <laughs> when he does decide to me, I do have to catch it. <laughs> so when it was coming to you, and I, you're a veteran, obviously, even though a, kind of a youngster in this league, mm-hmm. you've done your share of catching, but you think, oh, crap, man, I guess yeah. this is yeah, showtime. Still, still got to get it done, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, what's the realistic expectations for you as an individual player? player and then let's talk about this team a little bit uh, i mean he's saying like my role this year yeah and, and what what do you expect to uh, be able I, to accomplish I, I really need to I, i'm trying to learn a lot from all of the older guys this year all of the older series like Caston, frog b hayes all of them and try to be under their wing this year and kind of come into that i feel like coach Lindsay wants me to kind of be in that like second string role learn under them go in whenever someone gets tired and just have that role to be able to do something whenever someone's tired. Mm-hmm. Still relatively new in this league. What's been the biggest the biggest uh, difference in the, the style of game from, uh, from high private school, school high school to yeah. now? Yeah, it's definitely just – I think the biggest thing is just it's a lot faster tempo and the, getting the play call and lining up as fast as possible. And it's just a lot more plays, too, obviously, in so different formations. It's just a lot more knowledge you have to know, I feel like. I'm pretty good athletes on no matter what color jersey <laughs> they're wearing, good athletes. Yeah, everybody's a good athlete. Everybody's the best high school player on their team coming out of high school. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, well, what's, what's been the morale now this week, obviously, knowing what's ahead? Uh, I mean, you just got to prepare the same way as you would any other team and look at them as any other competition and just go out and do your best every time. Hey, I mean, you know, I, I said yesterday on the air, if they were going to play really, really well, I'm glad they did it last week. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You know? yeah. yeah, coming off a big win for them. So you never know. They might be tired from that week and get them on a good week. Just never know. Well, we wish you nothing but the best. Thanks. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks, David. All right, Davis Dalton, everybody. And uh, here's a young man that accepted his role, seems to be happy in that role and excited about being a, 
a guy that can help bring some depth to the receiving core. When we were talking with Heath last last segment, and Luke had mentioned in the first segment about you know a litmus test as to where the Southern Miss program is, certainly all valid points. But one of the things that we haven't mentioned yet is still, and get your guys' opinion on this, when you look at this roster, still this Southern Miss team is young. They're not throwing a lot of juniors and seniors out there. A lot of these guys they're counting on. You know, our sophomores, redshirt freshmen. And if they continue to progress, clearly they're, regardless of what the record winds up being, they're clearly a better team than they were last year, deeper in just about every area of the team. Uh, but they're still young. And with guys like, you know, the Davis Dalton that we just talked to and a myriad of others, man, the future looks so bright for this team. Yeah, uh, this kid uh, had a good good showing to start out with. Luke uh, obviously going to be a backup player, but you got to have those kids because you don't you don't know what's going to happen injury wise. Guys got to get a blow every now and then, and uh, he can he can play a valuable role for the team. Nine different receivers uh, caught the ball, and interesting wasn't a tight end. Cavallo got got hurt, but Avery White's going to start this week. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it just shows. The fact last year and, and years past, it would be Casson or, or Brownlee. But you, you, you've been able to put multiple people out the field, and they all kind of complement each other well. Like, particularly when you look at, um, you know, this depth chart Casson's six feet, Hayes is six two, um, Mims five nine, Tyquan Henderson six three, Davis Dalton six three, Frog Jones six one. And a lot of these, some of these guys are, are more lateral or more jumping. Some of them are speedsters. Some of them are possession receivers. You need all of those to complement a playbook. And so the very fact, um, you know, in game one, you start seeing the distribution. I think that's probably what Will wants to do is double a guy. Uh, you know, the defense can cheat one guy. Well, that's fine. We, we got a couple more, and, you know, we're going to swing it to Chandler Pittman or Frank Gore out of the backfield. So, the, the very fact that distribution was shown in the, in the first part of the early first game means a couple things. Number one, it means that Billy Wiles is making multiple reads, that he's not throwing it pre-snap to who he's already decided upon. He's able to distribute it. But it also shows you what Will Hall wants with this offense to basically, okay, you defend us three ways, we'll go to the fourth option. And I think what, what one of the things that, that struck me in the interview with Davis Dalton is he said, you know, I don't know whether the ball is coming to me or not, but I'm fully prepared to catch it and both the times that he was the target you know he made the catch and this is still on paper a a young guy that's still trying to find his way and when he gets the opportunity he's making the most of it and when he talked about the speed of the game and learning from guys like Caston and Frog Jones look competition something in society that's getting lost today with this uh, softer generation as they're criticized. Competition makes you better. All right, Davis Dalton came from a private school, all right, high school, that generally speaking, few would argue that, that by and large the private schools don't have as many athletes as the public schools and maybe can't compete at the level. But here's a guy that has gone in here and is learning and is getting better from guys that are older than he is and has accepted his role and is taking advantage of it and understanding that when you work and practice around better players, you yourself can't help but become better, which makes your team better. Team being the key word. This is about the team. Yeah. Well, 
Friday or Saturday night, six thirty. Is it our time? Is six thirty our time? I think. Am I right? Seven thirty. Seven thirty. It's eight thirty Eastern kick. Uh, clarify where you can watch the game, Luke. So it's on the ACC network, which means no matter what you have, if you have ESPN Plus, that game will show up. But what that means is ACC network has to be in your cable subscription or uh, you know whatever subscription you have streaming for uh, subscription for you to be able to then view it on ESPN Plus. So you you need to go ahead and check to make sure it's, that the channel's included in your package because what's going to happen is you're going to look on ESPN Plus and it's going to show up, but it, you may not be able to access it. So go ahead and figure that out ahead of time and uh, and make sure you know because like on mine I'm logged in through Dish. Well, ACC Network's included on that dish subscription, so I know that I can view it. So make sure that whatever you're logged in on, on ESPN Plus that it shows. Of course, if you have YouTube TV or, or uh, you know some of the other streaming services that already have ACC Network, you'll be fine. But, yeah, 7.30 kick. It's going to be a late one. Bob, yesterday Jeff Colhane told us about uh, you know down there is the 8.30 kick in Tallahassee. He said he's got two young kids, so uh, he may take a, a nap at halftime. I, I think that you're going it, to – it's odd that you have this late of a kick on the East Coast. Usually it would be on the West Coast where it would be like this. Kelly, you have any idea where you might go to watch the game if you can't get it at home? Well, 4th Street Bar and Grill would be a great recommendation because you know everybody in there is going to know your name, uh, mm-hmm. which they've most of the people that are ready for that game have been there tailgating, mm-hmm. pre-gaming since about 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll probably find something to eat some while you watch the game. Drink specials will be going on, you know, as well uh, all afternoon at uh, at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. I can't recommend any place any higher than no. Fourth Street. And you know they're going to have it on the TV. All the big stuff's on the TV. more than one TV, Bob. It'll, yeah, they got it on all kinds. Wall to wall. Here, here's Bob Getty's suggestion: Get you a shrimp for a boy. Big plate of those homemade French fries and a cold, ice cold PBR. Kick back, watch ball game. Does it get any better now? For you younger kids, PBR is a Pabst Blue Ribbon. Right. <laughs> you might have to Google that. For you younger kids. You probably don't want to slip this in. Right? Yeah, by the way, ACC Network Jorge Sedano was going to have the play-by-play. Orlando Franklin providing the color analysis and the sideline reporter Marilyn Payne. The Eagles against the Seminoles Saturday night in Tallahassee. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this middle day of the week brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 in Hattiesburg. D-Bat and D-1 training, some of the best facilities in the Pine Belt. 70-yard indoor running facility, great weight training uh, place uh, to get in the best shape of your life, and then batting cages, uh, pitching machines, softball pitching machines, fastball, work on off-speed. It's all there at DBAT and D1, dbathattiesburg.com. Bob, Luke, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. First accolades of the year for 
Uh, cross country, come to Isabella Ross uh, last week at the Mississippi College opener for the Southern Miss cross country team. Sophomore Isabella Ross has been named the Sun Belt Women's Runner of the Week. She ran a 5K in 17 minutes and 12 seconds, beat the next uh, runner by over a minute. Now, I was super, 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 super proud of my 5K in May, guys, that I ran, and I ran it in a shade under 33 minutes. Isabella done doubled me up. So... um, (laughs) Anyway, good stuff for her. Uh, as th- this week, twice Sun Belt Special Teams Player of the Week, Andrew Stein, Southern Miss football, Sun Belt Women's Runner of the Week, sophomore Isabella Ross. Congratulations, great stuff uh, for the cross country team. And I want you to know, Luke, I did my part to help Isabella train. Yeah, what did yeah. you do? Kelly? Well, I just went up to her and I said, uh, "Hey, Isabella, would you come over here and talk to me?" She took Boom. off running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was what was your best five uh, k time ever, Kelly? Driving, you're talking about, right? In the vehicle. Because <laughs> your, your best five mile drive. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's there's never been a five mile run, <laughs> not not ever. I think. It's... And just to put that in perspective, so guys serve with at, at Cross Point Church here in Laurel. He ran the Boston Marathon, okay, and ran it sub three hours. And he ran in this, you know, the the day in the park five k in Laurel. I think he was like in like eighteen minutes. So so like, Isabel's flying at seventeen twelve. Yeah, flying Look, faster than your car, Center. Have you ever heard? Uh, I was at Pearl River Community College uh, yesterday afternoon. Beautiful campus, by the way. And really the JUCO nice season place. opens tomorrow night. By the way, really we'll talk nice. about it more Had a tomorrow. Good time down there. Appreciate the tour. Got a tour on the golf cart. It was really nice. Have you ever heard of these uh, these runners that enter these races? They're twenty four hour races, and they cover a hundred miles in twenty four hours. Yeah, I've heard of it and have watched videos of it. We'll never participate in it, but, but people yeah. actually do do that, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they the, run a hundred miles in twenty four hours, Kelly. It's like runners or like Le Mans drive driving no, they're, cars. They're running, Kelly. They're running. What for? Well, that was kind of what I asked last night or yesterday when I heard it. Why would you want to do that? Uh, yeah, have you ever thought about doing that, Luke? No. no. <laughs> when I did, the thought left as quickly as it entered. Yeah, that's just Now, I've heard of thing. these free runners, people that will, like, jump from building to building, you know, and, and mm-hmm. jump off of walls and do mm-hmm. cartwheels over statues and things like that you're free running i've heard of that I, I will tell you about this okay mm-hmm. so you know what an iron man is right you right. you mile swim 50 mile bike then then a marathon i will never be able to do an iron man so i was thinking about like what could i do challenge wise for me and like create like a lesser metal so i've created what i call the tin man <laughs> and the the tin man <laughs> is a 5k followed by a mile swim now, I'm trying to build up to the 10-man, so I did last Friday a little 10-man, which is a two-mile run and a half-a-mile swim. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm probably going to go do a little 10-man this afternoon. One day I'll be able to do the actual 10-man because I'll never be an Ironman. Shouldn't you do the swimming first just in case you get really tired and you're in the middle of the lake and run out of energy? Well, I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in the natatorium here. Oh, in Laurel, okay, so, so you can I, get out. They're safeguards. For the, for the record, Luke, Bob and I have been doing the Tin Man for years. It's where we oil our elbows and knees. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Try to go to the wizard for a brain. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. That'll be about the closest to any kind of athletic competition I get back and I get back and forth. Hey, the Southern Miss baseball team, Bob, believe it or not, fall practice is beginning here soon. Of course, Christian Ostrander, the first fall that the uh, Eagles hit the field under uh, under Christian Ostrander as the head coach. So we're having reports from uh, baseball. The basketball team's already, you know, we're going to get into all that. Getting things going. Yeah, go. you know, we should we should talk to Jeremy McLean again too. See where. Yeah, where we are in uh, the. We week. need to get Coach Owen. We need to find out. And as he already planning his costume, he's got a big tradition to carry on when it comes to Halloween as Scott Berry. Yeah, Scott Berry would 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 lose sleep over what costume he was going to mm-hmm. wear for trick or treat at the Pete. So some tells should, me should Coach, Coach Berry o- will show up that night. Should Coach Oz go as Hill Denson in his first um, appearance? Yeah, with like the seventies uniform on and well, seventies uniform a. Uh, Paper bag full of like chicken livers, chicken gizzards. I was actually you know. thinking that he should go as the Wizard of Oz, you know, with the guy with the big mustache and the green jacket and idea. the hat. That's a good idea. You'll you know, share that from with the him, movie. Yeah, you, know. you should share that with him. So, all right, that wraps it up. NFL starts tomorrow. We're going to have Patrick McGee from NOLA.com we'll do some in depth talk about uh, the National Football League, America's favorite sport, and it all kicks off tomorrow night. The Lions at the Chiefs. as... <laughs> The Saints get ready for the Tennessee Titans to come to the Dome on Sunday. Get get ready for your weekly viewing of the Kansas City Chiefs. That will that will be a weekly occurrence. I'll make that prediction now. You agree, right? Oh, 100%. Uh, and don't touch Patrick Holmes unless no, you want a flag. No, no. Knock his brother out if you get a chance on the sidelines, but not him. <laughs> he, des- he deserves it. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Patrick McGee. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.